We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey! Roto-Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie, TPFL, and company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie, TPFL. It's Friday, it is May 24th, it's 2019, and we have 14 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined, as always, on Friday by my main man, Will, Chief Justice 06. How are you doing, my friend? Uh, not good, man, this time. I, uh, you know, I've been crushing these single game NBA slates, and today, I just bombed it. Just, I don't, I don't know, but, uh, so, so I get, uh, no, I guess that's a lie. I am doing great. I just had a rough single game NBA, but uh, other than that, man, I, I'm ready to roll. I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped about this slate. I like it a lot. Uh, I think there are a lot of good attackable spots, which we'll cover, and uh, hopefully, we won't get as many no's this time. But I can't promise you that. <laughs> it's okay. I got a few no's in me today, so um, <laughs> I've been looking at this slate for like the last hour or so, and you know, there's a lot that I like, and there's a lot that I don't like, so. I like slates like this, and I'm, I'm traveling today, so I've been doing a lot of my research like now um, instead of like doing it during the day like I usually do. So, you know, just kind of looking at it um, and ready to break it down. If you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there, check them out. It is fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Rotor Grinders links. Uh, I think the promo code is Grinders, and um, that way you get access to three months of Rotor Grinders Premium for Fantasy Draft. And if we run any cool promos with them, you'll get access to that as well. They got a $7,500 home run, $25 buy-in tournament here on today's slate. Only 10 entries. You can only enter this thing 10 times. So, you know, you're not playing against 150 teams in this $25 tournament. So uh, make sure you're checking it out. And, uh, you know, really solid payout structure. You know, $1,000 the first and 10th place is still getting 
you know, 4X their buy-in at 25 bucks. So um, certainly, certainly don't hate it over there, over there on Fantasy Draft. Well, we're going to jump right in. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to cover. We start with the Dodgers and the Pirates, Walker Bueller, Chris Stratton. Um, any interest here in Walker Bueller? I do have some slight interest in Walker Bueller today. Uh, he's been pitching a little bit better. Uh, numbers on the season, uh, you know, still look pretty good. I mean, he's got 3.82 xFIP. Uh, you know, the, the K rate isn't up where I, I think we anticipated it to be, um, you know, in, in relation to last year. I mean, last season, man, the guy had a 28.6% K rate. This season, he's right around 23.4. I do think that will pick up. I understand that. Uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates just went nuts today. Uh, but this is a totally different pitcher. Got a lot of respect for Walker Buehler. I like the ground ball rate. I know this team isn't striking out a lot uh, overall, but I still think he can get it done. Now, is he my favorite on the slate? Absolutely not. I, I think we all know who my favorite will be, and if not, we'll, you'll find out when we get there. But I still think he's in play. I, I don't think he's a guy you cross off your list today, especially if you're multi-entering. Yeah, I like this spot for him, ballpark upgrade. Um, you know, yeah, the, they crushed Sensatella, and I was an idiot, and I played some Sensatella, but certainly had a pirate stack out there in tournaments as well just because all he does is throw fastballs, and, you know, they hit him pretty well. Um, yeah, I like Walker Bueller here. You know, outside of Josh Bell and Polanco, I don't think there's a lot of, you know, worry in this lineup uh, for me. And Bueller is really starting to turn the table. He started the season kind of slow, um, but I think he has at least seven strikeouts now in three straight games. My biggest issue with Walker Bueller today is price tag. Um, there's a lot of good pitchers on the slate, and I like a lot of guys above him um, more than I like him. So that's that's my biggest issue. Like I see a lot of strikeout potential above him, and I just don't know if he's going to be able to keep up. But if you're playing on a site like FanDuel, I think he's a guy that can definitely get you quality start and a win because on the other side of this game, Chris Stratton, he's not good. And I know I say this all the time. He's bad. I'm really pumped that he's starting in this game. And, you know, this is a spot that I'm certainly going to pass on him. He's not good. Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, <clears throat> this is definitely one of my favorite spots. Uh, and man, look, you know, I think sometimes, you know, over the course of a season, maybe, maybe we get a little bit too cute with fantasy and we're probably all victims of it at some point. I'm not saying every, uh, every day, but, but we're all victims to it at some point, but listen, you got to play the good teams. The, the good teams score fantasy points more consistently. The Dodgers are definitely one of those teams. And so, you know, when you're pulling up the, your fantasy lineups today, or, or trying to construct those fantasy lineups, I definitely think the Dodgers uh, are going to be in play. Uh, they, they've got several bats that I've got interest in. Uh, and, and, you know, this this whole team up and down for the most part, man, has been been just outstanding, uh, not striking out a ton. Um, and so, you know, I, I like this team a lot, man, especially the lefties. Uh, you know, I, I mean, uh, <clears throat> I'm not always going to – uh, target just a platoon split, but I mean the lefties on this team are mashing it. And Stratton is a little bit more reverse splits, but that's not going to get me off of Jock. That's not going to get me off of Muncie. That's not going to get me off of Bellinger. These are some of the better hitters. I love the Dodgers today as a stack. 
Yeah, and don't forget about Turner. I know, like, you know, we could play the platoon game, and I like the lefties as well. They're expensive today. I like that, you know, not a lot of people are going to play the Dodgers today just because of pricing. So I, I like that, but don't forget about Turner. I don't know if I stack the Dodgers here, but I certainly have interest in a lot of the Dodgers. So it's more of just roster construction price type of stacking. Um, what can I get if I stack the Dodgers with my pitchers and my other bats and stuff like that? But certainly going to be using these Dodgers quite a bit. Um, you know, Seager, 4,200, um, very, very solid cash game play. Justin Turner, 4,300, very, very solid cash game play. We do have a game in course. Uh, so obviously there's that. Um, any Pirates bats here against Bueller that you like? Um, not really. I, I don't think I'm going to play any Pirates today. And I, I did want to plug in, Stevie, that we're once again getting our Dodgers lineup a lot cheaper on FanDuel than on DK. Just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, so then I'll probably end up with a stack over there, uh, get my exposure to the Dodgers over there, and just play them more as one-offs and two-mans two on uh, DraftKings and Fantasy Draft. Yep. Uh, Miami at Washington, Pablo Lopez against Kyle McGowan. Um, any interest here in Pablo Lopez? Here we go. No. Yeah. Um, Lopez is actually <laughs> not – I will say this, all right? Like, Lopez has <laughs> actually pitched really solid this season as far as, like, advanced numbers go. And when you're looking at this range of pitchers today, I have – very slight interest um, in him. I wish if I, I like, I would play him if he was 65, he's 75. Like he's not bad. Um, you know, 3.17, 3.71 X FIP, 24 and a half percent strikeout rate. He's a guy that generates a ton of ground balls. Uh, doesn't give up a ton of home runs. And yeah, I'm worried about the top of this order. Sure. Like, but once we get started or get towards the bottom, it's not the best lineup. It's not the worst ballpark. Slight interest in Pablo Lopez. Like you're gonna you're gonna realize once we get into the slate, once we start breaking down these games more and more, there's not a lot of pitchers in this range that I like. So I've already like looked at it and I'm like, <laughs> you know, he's slightly interesting. Um McGowan on the other side, I don't really have any interest in him. I actually think that you know, he's actually shown really solid strikeout stuff in the minors this season. But, again, it's a 27-year-old that has only made one major league start in, in his career. So how is that going to translate? And, you know, should we have interest in McGowan? Like, I'm just looking at it a little bit more. I know I looked at it earlier, but, like, 15.3% swinging strike rate and a 28% K rate in the minors facing the Marlins – yeah, I mean, look, if you're going to play him, today is the day. And I think yeah. that, that's the approach you take. Like, I don't, we're not going to be able to get away with playing him in Philly. Uh, if, if, you know, if they keep him in the rotation, an extra starter, too. You know, he won't get away with being able to play the Braves or, or any of the other teams within the division. He could probably get away with playing the Mets and, and maybe Miami. That's it. So, I, I think if you're taking a stab on him, I think today is the day. I've got another guy a little bit cheaper that I like, but uh, we'll we'll get to him in a second. I guess I have slight interest. You know, he he threw five and two thirds, six six and six innings um, in his last four AAA starts. So his pitch count should be fine. 
his strikeout stuff has certainly been there. Um, I guess I have slight interest just because it's the Marlins and it's a very right-handed heavy offense and he's a righty righty matchup. His pitch profile looks pretty solid uh, to face righties, Um, you know, fastball or yeah, like a sinking fastball slash slider. So um, yeah, I guess I have slight interest, but I I, honestly, I don't mind maybe looking at some of these cheap Marlins bats either, uh, depending on what the lineup looks like. I know Austin Dean's been hitting leadoff for them. Um, the past couple days, Brian Anderson and Garrett Cooper are finally starting to hit the ball. Um, mm-hmm. Like decent prospects that are finally starting to show up for them. So I don't mind looking at some of the cheap bats to maybe finish off teams. But the more I think about it, the more I actually might have a slight interest in McGowan at 7K. I got you, man. I I don't hate it. Um, he, he's slightly on the outside looking in. but But I get it. It's Miami. Yeah, it's Miami, and I think that might be like what a lot of people think, and like we might see too much ownership for them as well. So that's the other thing that you got to worry about. Uh, any Miami vets? I, I talked about a few guys that I don't mind. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I'm not playing any Miami bats. Not today. Um, I just I, I don't think it's worth it with the number of other plays we have on the slate. Uh, any Washington bats that you like here? Man, Washington is a team I like today. Um, I, I I like Rendon almost every day. Like I, I just feel like he's the ultimate one-off play. I think he can play Soto. I know he uh, uh, hasn't been hitting as well. He had a pretty nice day today uh, against the Mets, despite the fact that they lost. Uh, and then Matt Adams is just he's cheap, and so he's a guy I think you know you, you can get in your lineups if you're thinking about playing him. He's forty-one hundred on uh, on DK, which is. Uh, on DK, I guess that's okay. He's not in that 3K range. But uh, on FanDuel, man, he, he, I, I just think he's so affordable. I think you just need to look at playing him if, if he's in the lineup, period. I mean, he, he's 2300 if, he, if he's in the lineup tomorrow, I think you play him. Yeah, love that uh, call if he's cheaper there on FanDuel for sure. Um, the only other person I'll say is Trey, Tur- Trey Turner, uh, just because of his upside that he'll run. And um, – Soto actually profiles really well um, against Pablo Lopez. Uh, moving on, San Diego at Toronto. Joey Lokesi against Trent Thornton. Eight and a half total here. Lokesi is a 122 favorite. Uh, any interest here in um, Lokesi? Yeah, I like him, man. I, I, I think he's a solid play today. The only thing, the only drawback to him on this slate is can you find another pitcher in this range uh, at 8,900? that is going to throw more pitches because that that's always his, his problem. He's not throwing enough pitches. I mean, he's thrown a hundred once this season. It's gotten close another time, but he's really always in the 80 to 80 to 85 range. But if you think he can get the job done against Toronto, I think that's the reason you play him. So I do have slight interest in him. I think he can squeeze out 20 to 25 fantasy points. If everything goes right. Yeah, um, the you pretty much talked about like my biggest issue with him today is price. Um, I, I I like this. The other thing that I like about this spot for him is he's going into the American League, so like he's not hitting in his spot. So maybe if he's at like eighty-five pitches, like his spot's not coming up, and it's an easy decision for the coach. You know they have 
they have said it multiple times this season that they are going to be very careful with their pitchers and how long they like pitch count and everything like that. And that's just something that we have to accept when we're looking at San Diego pitchers. So I don't hate him in this spot. I wish he was just cheaper. That like that's my biggest issue yep. with him is just price. Um, but he's not a he's not in a bad spot. Like you know, Glad Vlad's starting to hit the ball better, but he still hasn't really shown a ton of upside against lefties. So a lot of strikeouts in the bottom of this order against left-handed pitching. So um, the upside is certainly there. It's it's just the pitch count and the price that worries me here. Trent Thornton on the other side of this game going to be facing a pretty right-handed heavy uh, Padres team. He does have a 274 ISO or 274 WOBA .099 ISO against righties. But the stat that I love to look at is 9.8% hard to soft contact ratio. He's generating a ton of soft contact against righties with his curveball. And I don't know if I'll play Thornton here because I still don't know if he has like the strikeout upside, even though this Padres team strikes out a bunch. But I think it's a spot like I wouldn't necessarily like go out and like stack against him either. So I don't think Thornton's a terrible play here, Will. We're looking for guys in this range that can just give us a little bit of points. Yeah, man. I, I think the way Thornton gets you where you because he's only passed 20 points. Well, he's passed 20 points one, two, three times this season. Yeah, three, three times, times this season. Games. Yep. Yeah. And, and I mean, he's been, you know, he's gotten close a couple other times. Like he's got a 19 sprinkled in, two 19 sprinkled in. I legitimately would take 19 points from him on this slate at 7,600. So I, I, I do have some interest in Thornton. I don't I don't think he's some elite pitcher, but if he can go six innings, not give up any runs, get five strikeouts, maybe give up a few hits and a couple walks, uh, you know, I, I think he could get you there. And I think what will help him on this slate is I think if he gets the win, he'll get there. If he doesn't get the win – I think he'll end up in a spot like, you know, his most recent start at the White Sox, six innings, four Ks, you know, gave up one run, 87 pitches, and he ended with 16 fantasy points. And so I I feel like, especially in cash games, I feel like that's something I can accept. Obviously, I want some more upside in tournaments. We need him to get to that 20 to 25 range. Um, but overall, I don't think he's a bad play today. I, I think he's in play. Uh, it's just what you're gonna. What are you gonna do with the rest of your lineup to try to make things work? Yeah, and again, I'll say I don't love a lot of cheap pitchers on this slate, so I'm I'm just kind of you know looking and playing the matchup game, and the matchup game suggests that they don't have a lot of lefties, and he's gonna generate a lot of soft contact against righties. So I might get some easy double plays. I might get six innings, give up a run or two, and if it gets enough strikeouts, like I'm looking at 15, 18 points, and I actually don't think that's bad on this slate. Um, the top tier is awesome. There's a lot of good bats on this slate. And, you know, we see this a lot on 14-game slates when we're getting into the third, fourth, and fifth pitchers and rotations, which we kind of are right now on some of these teams. So um, let's talk bats here. What's standing out to you for San Diego? Uh, nothing in particular, man. I mean, Franny, you know, he, he, the, the ISO numbers for him are just through the roof. And the same thing for Hunter Renfro. And then also you're looking at the fly ball rates. I mean, Manny Machado, you got to think he's going to turn this thing around at some point. Like his ISO isn't going to stay this low against right-handed pitching. The fly ball rates are there. So I, I think if, if I was going to play any San Diego bats, I'd just be really targeting home runs in Franny, 
uh, Fran Mill Reyes, Machado, uh, and Renfro. I think those would be the guys that, that I would look at in terms of going home run hunting. I know Ian Kinsler's down there. He's got the fly ball rates, but but the ISO numbers just aren't aren't the same. But those three guys are the guys I think I would I would look at if, if I was just going home run hunting with the bats. Yeah, I like Fernando Reyes. I don't think that'll shock anybody. Um, I will say, and I'm gonna keep saying that he's yet to hit an infield like fly ball this season. Everything he's hitting is out to the outfield. He's getting a, a ton of power behind the ball. So even in a spot like Thornton, you know, compresses a lot of um, soft contact, he still gives up a ton of fly balls. And Reyes, with his power, I certainly have interest in him. Uh, looking at the Toronto side of things in this game, I don't really love anything here, Will. Like, one of the reasons that I like Luke KC is because this team has not been good against left-handed pitching. Um, you know, I don't mind ever punting the catcher situation for this team, but, you know, what, if anything, are we looking at here as far as uh, these bats go? Because, you know, like I said, they're 28th and in Team Woba against uh, left-handed pitching this season. Oh, yeah, we're going to make this real quick, man. I'm just not going to play anybody. I mean, this this lineup is just awful. I mean, especially if you're looking at the numbers we're looking at, four through nine are all above 20%. We've got one, two, three, three in the 30s and one in the – I mean, three above 30, and out of those three, one is above 40. I'm just not touching this team on this slate. No need for me to play them. Uh, Tampa Bay at Cleveland, Blake Snell, Shane Bieber, seven and a half total. Snell, a 136 favorite. Snell leads baseball this season in swinging strike rate. He has a 37.8% K rate. His XFIP sitting at 2.37. This team has struggled with left-handed pitching this season. We see a lot of strikeouts here. We, they're 23rd in Team Woba. Their WRC Plus is sitting around uh, 81. What are we doing here with uh, good old Blake Snell? Hey, we are firing him up. Uh, I think the Cleveland Indians are going to be, you know, chopped liver tomorrow, today on this slate. I'm really excited to get some Blake Snell exposure, man, uh, especially, you know, on this slate with him being the most expensive. And you got to think, I mean, people know who Blake Snell is by now. I mean, the guy was just has been smashing. But when you look up and down this slate, he's more than Chris Sale. I don't think it, I don't think people would play Sale over Snell against Cleveland when when Sale is going to Houston, a high contact team. Uh, Robbie Ray may get some traction, but I, I just I think Blake Snell is the best play on this slate for cash games tournaments. He's really expensive. Um, you've got a Coors game out there. You know I'm not playing it, but we're going to analyze it. And we've got a couple other spots for offense. The Twins are on fire. Do you want to play them as well? But Blake Snell, clear cut. Best play on the slate for me in terms of uh, of pure upside and, and, and matchup. Uh, I know Syndergaard is going against Detroit, but pure upside and matchup, I think it's got to be Blake Snell today. But you got to pay for him. Yeah, I certainly like Snell. I don't mind Snell whatsoever. I'm really on the fence on like who I want to call my like SP one. I think Snell is. 1A and Robbie Ray is 1B. I really like Robbie Ray going into San Francisco facing a team that just cannot hit left-handed pitching this season. Man, and awful. Yeah, when we're looking at ballparks, it's like San Francisco is definitely going to you know suppress a little bit more than Cleveland. But then if we're looking at like what Snell's just been able to do this season on like his hard to soft contact ratio, like it, it's just a really good spot. So 
Um, I will say this. I do not mind Shane Bieber as a pitcher. I think he is really solid. I do think that there's strikeouts in this Tampa lineup. There's absolutely no way on DraftKings or Fantasy Draft that I'm paying this price for Shane Bieber today. I think it's absolutely ridiculous that he's in this price range. I was excited. I'd never look at pricing until I'm done. So every time I'm looking at pricing or looking at a slate, I'm thinking like, man, this guy's going to be like 8,500 today and I'm going to you know, have some interest. But Will, like 10-4 for Shane Bieber against a, 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 a Tampa team that's starting to get healthy. I can't do it. Oh, no way. I mean, listen, man, hats off to Shane Bieber for what he was able to accomplish against the Baltimore Orioles. Just an outstanding performance. This is not Baltimore. I'm going to be honest with you, Stevie. I I think I want to stack Tampa Bay today. Uh, And so for that reason, I don't think I'm going to play Shane Bieber. And I know know that sounds crazy, but, you know, I'm always looking at trends. I'm looking at things. And and, and Shane Bieber, he's still giving up hard contact, man. And so uh, against a team that's been playing pretty well most of the season, and, and you throw in this price, there's no way I play Shane Bieber on this slate. No freaking way. Yeah, he's a little cheaper on Fanduel, but you know, Robbie Ray's nine hundred dollars less than him. Um, I just got done saying like Robbie Ray's <laughs> one of my favorite pitchers. So oh, on Fanduel, he's the play for yeah, sure. So, um, all right, Tampa hitters. Uh, Tommy Pham actually profiles really well against Shane Bieber. Pham uh, has been hitting sliders very well uh, throughout his career. Austin Meadows profiles very well, um, but in a smaller sample. Uh, what are you looking at here for Tampa? Yeah, man, uh, I, I like this whole team. Um, you know, and, and one of the things I always like to look at is, you know, uh, he's throwing a bunch of sliders to righties, but lefties, he's really throwing more, more, more of the knuckle curve action. And not that this team is just crushing knuckle curve. It's got nothing to do with that. But what I'm looking at is a guy like Brandon Lowe, where, you know, the ground ball rate is in the 40s, meaning his line drives and, and fly balls are going to be more. Uh, Willie Adame, same thing. Uh, Tommy Pham, same thing. So I, I, I'm looking at all the pitches together. I just – I think he's given up a little bit too much hard contact to keep getting away with it. And, and, and that's the approach I'm going to take. So I really like I really like them here. I mean, he's throwing almost, almost 50% fastball. To both sides, you know, 48 to lefties, 46 to righties at the moment on the season. And I mean, this team is crushing fastballs up and down the lineup, crushing fastballs, making good contact. Uh, hardly any of these guys have a ground ball rate over over 50 percent. Uh, the only one in there is Avisel Garcia at 40. If this team decides to be patient today, which, you know, according to most of the K rates, they have been. And Meadows is walking above 10% at 12.9, Fam at 13.7. I I think if he gets a little out of control and giving up that much hard, I think he could catch a real nice beatdown. I know everything looks good with the X-Trip and the K-Rate, but I, I think I trust Tampa Bay a little bit more than I trust Shane, uh, Shane Bieber here. I, I'm going to side with, with, with the Rays and let Bieber prove to me that he can beat this team. I will say, like, Fam has a nine-game hitting streak. He's been hitting the ball really well. He's a ground ball hitter facing a guy that gives up a lot of fly balls to righties. He's probably my favorite play from the Rays. Um, the Cleveland side of things, nothing really standing out to me. I will say Luplo um, continues to hit left-handed pitching. Um, he hit fourth 
uh, against um, Yarbrough on Thursday. Snell's very good. I, I don't want to go out of my way to play any of these guys. Um, listen, so. listen Yarbrough, the last I checked, and I didn't check the whole, the whole game, Stevie, but when I looked at it, I think Yarbrough had gone like seven and a third at four Ks. Like, this team is not hitting left-handed pitches. It's, just, it's awful right, right now, right now. Uh, moving on, we got Detroit at New York. Gregory Soto against Noah Syndergaard. No total in this one. Um, what are we looking at here as far as Gregory Soto? Any interest? Oh, no. No, no. Yeah, right there with you. Um, like, here's the thing. The Mets are dealing with a ton of injuries. Jeff McNeil just got hurt. Cano's hurt. They're dealing with a ton of injuries. I get that. But on the flip side of that is Soto's just not good. Uh, he has shown zero ability to strike people out. shown zero ability to get people out. I'm going to pass on this spot. Um, as far as Noah Syndergaard goes, there's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup against right-handed um, pitching. And obviously, he always has upside to go out and get you a ton of strikeouts. The price range makes him a, a guy that might you know, get some ownership because everybody above him um, being so expensive. I like Syndergaard today. Um, uh, he's certainly in my top five pitchers on the slate. And um, I, I like the matchup. There's a lot of a lot of strikeouts with not a ton of power in the Detroit lineup. Yeah, man, listen, I'm, I'm going to not play Syndergaard today so you can get a fantastic performance. That's I, good. I, I man, I this is going to be probably the worst analysis you'll get out of me, but I just can't get Noah Syndergaard right. I just, I just can't, and, and it, it's not just this season; it's every season. For some reason, whenever I play him, it's a disaster, just a disaster. When I fade him, he's dropping seventy, hitting home runs. I just so fans, listeners, friends alike. I just this is terrible analysis, but I just know I'm going to fade him for that for that reason. This is an outstanding matchup, strikeouts galore. I'm going to leave him on the shelf so you can get the game you deserve out of Noah Syndergaard. So here's the thing, right? Like anytime you're looking at Syndergaard, you got to see how teams perform against fastballs in the high 90s, and this team stinks against fastballs in the high 90s. We're looking at a lot of guys with whiff rates from 25 to 45 percent. Only one person has an ISO over 170. Like, this is just a spot that, like, if he just loads up on the fastball and throws a ton of fastballs in this game, he could throw a complete game shutout in this game. And I'm not even joking. I, I like legitly think if he goes out and throws, like, 60 to 70% fastballs in this game and mixes in the slider and change up just a little bit, he'll dominate this game. So I oh, like man, the I'm upside in that. I'm with you. I'm, I'm pumped about you. Having a successful outing. <laughs> and he burned people against Miami last time out, so it makes it even better. Um, people probably, you know, you don't forget things like that. You don't forget Syndergaard burning you against uh, a Miami Marlins team. But I, I played against Miami, can you tell? Yeah. And, and, I'm going to pass four other times this season. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on the Detroit bats. I don't see any, but I'm not playing any of these guys against Syndergaard. I don't care. No way, Jose. Pass. Um, as far as the Mets go, like I, I do like some of the Mets. JD Davis, Pete Alonzo, Wilson Ramos, oh, Carlos buddy. Gomez is back in our lives. Like, I probably won't stack the Mets in this game because of the ballpark and all that good stuff. But like JD Davis is 4,200. Pete Alonzo, you have to pay up for the guy is just he's raking, so he's of course really expensive. But 
Rajon Davis just got signed. If he's up towards the top of the lineup, he's under 4K. Carlos Gomez is like 3,500. Like you can get some of these cheaper Mets bats. Um, assuming that Rosario batting leadoff, 3,900. Um, I don't mind plugging or looking at some of these righties, and they're probably going to have seven or eight righties in this lineup. Yeah, man. I mean, here's, here's the deal. This is one of the value teams on the day. And I think I I think this is the team you play against a really bad opener and a really bad bullpen and hope, hope that the Mets can smash this team early. Because if they've only got like three runs in the sixth, they might have three runs in the ninth. But I think this is the value team of the day, man, across the board, especially on two pitcher sites where let's say, you know, you want to load up uh, on, on a Blake Snell and then maybe you want to also play a Robbie Ray or you also want to play a Syndergaard. I, I think this is the value team of, of the day. And I mean, you'll have to really spin down in one spot, but these guys are so affordable, man. I, I think you can pull it off and maybe you don't play – uh, Snell and Syndergaard. Maybe go down just a touch to uh, uh, to Bueller or, or one of the other higher higher mid range spins. But I, I think this is the value team on the day, man. Soto's been awful. Uh, he's shown us that he's going to get rocked. I, I am willing to play the Mets today, knowing that this team has been struggling because of the pricing and because of the matchup. Yeah, really interested to see where Carlos Gomez bets. Thirty five hundred. I, I mean, really and like the thing is here too is like Conforto's on the IL, McNeil's on the IL, Cano's on the IL, Jed Lowry's on the IL, Nimo's on the IL. The guys that are in the game are probably not gonna get pinch hit for if a lefty or a righty comes in and stuff like that. The guys that are in there are gonna be in there. So I mean them oh. you know, facing Soto here, I think the Mets are a good team to get some value from. Um once again, man, another FanDuel special. Like, no one on this team is above 3K outside of Pete Alonzo. Nobody else. Ramos is 2,500. Ty Frazier's 2,500. Amir Rosario's 2,800. J.D. Davis is in the outfield now, which is exciting, at 2,600. Rajai Davis is 2,500. And then you got Juan Laguerre at 2K. And that's pretty much the guys that are going to play in this spot. Like, you can you can really put together a nice, cheap lineup with quality pitching against a bad pitcher. I just I, I think I think it's the value team of the day. Sorry, didn't mean to hog all that up. Just I think no, no problem. Today. Uh, moving on, we got the White Sox and the Twins. Nine total. Renardo Lopez against Jose Barrios. Um, Barrios a two thirty favorite in this game. I am so tilted about <laughs> wednesday oh. i had so I, I talked about this on the nascar preview show um for, in the package because like we we were starting it as that game was getting postponed and will i had so many baltimore yankee like two and twos that had like three home runs that had twin stacks with pitchers doing well and i was man i'm i'm still very very tilted about it i can't lie um but they did exactly what I thought they were going to do. It just took a day. Uh, um, any interest here in Renardo Lopez? No, I, man. Look, just just no. Just don't do it to yourself. Yeah, high fly ball guy, low strikeout rate against lefties. Three ninety eight wOBA, two twenty ISO. Um, 
he's really, really been struggling with lefties uh, this season. And, you know, Bernardo Lopez has shown bright spots in his career, but he's always struggled with lefties, and there's just too many good lefties in this lineup for me to be interested in him. Um, Jose Barrios, you know, uh, obviously there's some strikeout upside here. You know, this team, the projected lineup, 25.7% strikeout rate. Everybody outside of Tim Anderson has a K rate over 20% against righties this season. Is this a spot like Barrios is just going to maybe like fly under the radar a little bit because of all the good pitchers on this slate? Man, at 10-2, I, I got to say absolutely. I mean, I think on this slate, are we going to side with Barrios for 10-2 or Robbie Ray at 10-9? I mean, I think everyone's going to go up to Robbie Ray, especially since Barrios has had two pretty putrid starts. I don't think there's any way people side with Barrios over, over Robbie Ray today. Uh, I, I don't think people will side with Barrios over Syndergaard. I don't think people will side with Barrios over Walker Bueller. I, I, so I, I think he's kind of in no man's land. And, and I think if you're multi-entering, is, is he the top pitcher on the slate for me? Absolutely not. But against the White Sox, the matchup is right. And the price is a little bit inflated. And he's sandwiched in between guys that, that you know people probably want to play. I think I think this is a tournament pitcher of the day, or, or one of the tournament pitchers of the day in terms of price and upside because of the matchup. Yeah, like I seriously, I don't know what I'm going to do with cash games today, um, as far as my pitchers go. But before we did, before we started recording, I was playing around with a Barrios Robbie Ray team, so um, I, I love this spot for him. I. I <laughs> Outside of, like, for some reason, like, James McCann profiles really well against Berrios. Um, I don't have, like, BVP up in front of me or anything, but, like, it wouldn't shock me if, like, he has some BVP against him, but he might not even be in the lineup, so it might not even matter. But um, maybe the coaches see that, and, like, Wellington Castillo gets the day off and McCann's in there. But uh, if, it, you know, you know, you're worried about two bats. You're worried about Moncada, and you're worried about Abreu. Um, and that's really what it comes down to, and... Even Abreu this season has a 27.2% K rate, and Moncada's is almost at 30% at 29.9. So Barrios is, is certainly in play for me, and I think he's in a good spot to pick up a win. The Twins have been extremely hot. Uh, any White Sox bats that you want to play here against Barrios? No. Yeah, I'm with you. I just don't see anything. Like Moncada and Abreu, if you want to be crazy on multi-entering a large field tournament, uh, twin stack, a stack that I'm going to love today. You know, it's just I'm going to keep riding these hot bats. They didn't get the day off because of the rain out. I guess they kind of got a day off Wednesday, but really not. Um, you know, Thursday they were supposed to have their day off to travel back from the West Coast, but don't think it matters. Uh, you know, just looking at this spot, this team, like Kepler, Polanco, Nelson Cruz expected back here, Rosario, um, Arias um, has been hitting ever since he got called up, like uh, Castro, like, like all these guys. Yeah, all these guys. My goodness. Uh, listen, I, I'm not even going to say anything else about it, man. Uh, I hate playing chalky teams. I'm not sure how chalky the Twins are going to be. They're not going to be chalky on a 14-game slate. Great. Uh, hopefully they have a few home run, home runs left in the tank. They hit eight today, or yesterday, rather. I, I like the Twins, man. W one of my favorite teams to spend up for on this slate, period. Yep. Um, couldn't agree more. I have nothing really to add. I just this is a great team to to play today, and yeah, you're not paying like over five k for any of these guys, so it's very e it's not easy, but it's doable to make a five person stack with this team. And I'm not a person that typically will make five person stacks, but I, I certainly like the five man here 
Man, I'm starting um, to get excited. I got I got something brewing in my head right now. Just man, this is exciting. Philadelphia at Milwaukee, Jared Eikhoff against Chase Anderson. Um, any interest here in Eikhoff? No, not today. Too many lefties he's gonna see. Today is the day. Yeah, too many lefties in, indeed. Um 350 Woba, 273 ISO against lefties. His average hit distance against lefties is 263. Massive fly ball rate. Gets zero soft contact to 8.8%. Against righties, he's been really good. 269 Woba, 105 um, ISO, 25% K rate, 50% ground ball rate. 50% ground ball rate against righties, 66.7% fly ball rate against lefties. Massive splits here for Eikhoff. They back up. If you start looking into his stats from past years, it's something that he's always struggled with. Chase Anderson on the other side of this game, you know, he continues to show a little bit of strikeout upside. He's a reverse splits pitchers. He's better against righties than he is lefties um, or not reverse splits. He used to be reverse splits, but he's come back to normal um, splits wise. Do you have any interest here in Chase Anderson? Man, I, I don't like the price. I think I think if Chase Anderson was in that seventy-one, seventy-two hundred dollar range, I think he would be the guy. But because he's eight K, I'm not going to play eight pay eight K for him. I'd rather just go up to Canning and pay eighty-six hundred or Lucasia eighty-nine. So I, I can't play him because I just think the price is a little bit too much for my blood today. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Let's talk bats here. Uh, anything standing out to you here for Philadelphia? Man, listen. I really, 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 really like Bryce Harper today. And I I know, you know, that, that might sound crazy because Harper has seemingly been awful. But I, I'm just – I'm looking at what uh, uh, Chase Anderson is going to be throwing, man. And he's, he's going to pretty much hit him with the fastball, hit him with the changeup. And – you know he's gonna he's gonna throw some fastball cutter, but the bottom line it's gonna be fastball changeup, and I, I think Bryce Harper's just gonna be sitting on it. He's walking a little bit more this year, obviously. Uh, I, I I like Harper, man. I, I know he's kind of turning into a Joey Votto on steroids, because in, in a reverse way, because right now he's either striking out or he's walking. But I I think Harper gets a hold of one here, people. I I really 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 think Harper gets a hold of one here. He's on my list today. Uh, obviously, I wouldn't lock him in, but I, I think he's on his way to a big fantasy performance. Yeah, I like Hoskins a lot here. 50% fly ball rate, 50% hard hit rate against righties this season. With the amount of hard contact that Anderson allows and being a neutral fly ball, ground ball guy, all Hoskins has to do is make some solid contact here and he'll hit a home run. So I like Hoskins. I don't mind the Harper call. Not going to stack Philadelphia today. Um, I do like stacking this team, but it's just not a spot that I'm going to stack them. Hate stacking against Milwaukee with that bullpen being so good. Um, the Milwaukee side of things, you know, if Yelich is back in there, I like him. Mustakas, Grandal, Thames. Um, I like the lefties here. Eikhoff is good against righties. But man, he gets pummeled by lefties, and like Mustakis, like grades out as one of my top three plays in my model today. So um, certainly, like the Moose a lot in the spot. Yeah, man, it, it, it's all lefties. I mean, the, the numbers speak for themselves in terms of Ikov, Yelich, Mustakis, Grandal, Thames, uh, Ben Gamble may make the lineup. Do you think Gamble makes the lineup today? Make, I think make- it depends on Yelich and Braun. They're both banged up yeah. right now. Yeah, if Gamble, if Gamble makes the lineup, then he'll he'll be in consideration as well. But you know, 
we talked about it. It's the lefties, man. This is the struggle. This is where the fly ball rate is. This is where the hard hit rate is. This is where we want to attack Ikoff. Quality lefties. Yep. Um, we'll have to see how that back injury is doing for Yelich, but he's been crushing the ball at home this season. So well, he, he was at he was at the Bucks game last night and watched them lose. So he he probably wants to get back and see some winning. And yeah, just- Aaron Rodgers was there too. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, moving on. Boston at Houston. Chris Sale, Wade Miley. No total in this one. Um, what are we doing here with Chris Sale? Oh, boy. Here's the deal. I think if Chris Sale's ownership is going to be too low, I think we need to play him. Bottom line, I, I, I do I think Houston is going to rattle off some runs? Yes, I do. Do I think Chris Sale's ownership is probably going to be too low? Yes, I do. Especially on FanDuel. Where you know you gotta think before people play Chris Sale, click the Chris Sale button today. You gotta think they just go on over and play Snell. So I, I think for cash games, I don't think he's necessary. But in tournaments, I'm all over Chris Sale today. The guy's got just as much strikeout upside as anybody on the slate. Yes, the matchup is tough, but he's still Chris Sale. I think we plug him in in tournaments for sure. He just struck out 10 against this team in his last start. So, like, the strikeout upside. He's double-digit strikeouts in, in five of his last six games. He's just been mowing through teams. Um, struggled a little bit in that game. You know, obviously, like, if Springer's out, that's a huge bump um, for Sale. Springer being in there uh, against the lefty definitely hurts Sale. But I don't mind Sale here in tournaments. Um, he's not my favorite pitcher on this slate. But he does look like old Chris Sale. Uh, no matchup scares me for him when he's in this, like, just I'm going to throw the ball by you and you're not going to hit me type thing. So, you know, and, and anytime you're looking at Sale, if you want to look at, like, just upside in general, you got to look at how teams perform against sliders. That's his strikeout pitch. And a lot of strikeouts in this lineup against sliders for Chris Sale. So, um, you know, obviously that's that's really good. The other side of this game, Wade Miley, I've talked about this so much. Like, I I believe in the new Wade Miley. I believe in I'm just going to throw cutters and generate ground balls. It keeps working. I've played Wade Miley a ton this season, um, and I just can't do it against the Red Sox. Like, one, one team that I probably won't do it against, you know, a team that doesn't strike out, and, you know, there's a lot of fly ball hitters in this lineup. So I'm going to – I'm going to pass on Wade Miley today, Will, um, and uh, probably pick him up his next start if it's a good spot. Yeah, man. I mean, look, Wade Miley has just been getting through lineups, man. I mean, listen, he actually, in terms of real-life pitching, Boston didn't really touch him up at all. He only gave up three runs, gave up seven hits. But, man, the the way he's throwing this cutter, it's just it's everywhere. It's inside. It's outside. He's just – it's it's actually pretty cool to watch if you're if you're in the in the pitching into that sort of thing, uh, because they know what's coming, but they still hit it right in the dirt. It, it's amazing, uh, but yeah, we we can't play him for fantasy at all. Uh, just he's way off the off the list today. Um, any interest here in the Red Sox bats? No, not not even. Uh, I, I mean, maybe as a one off. Uh, but and honestly, if I was going to take a one-off, I'd take a lefty. Like I'd probably take Benintendi or or Jackie Bradley uh, or Devers. If if Devers makes the lineup, those would be the 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 most likely to hit a home run. Believe it or not, off of off of uh, off of Miley. So th- those would be the guys I'd be be interested in today. Yeah, give me Steve Pierce on the spot. You know, he is three K um, coming off a three hit game. 
He's actually put together, you know, his last few starts, he's actually put together some good games here. And, uh, you know, with J.D. Martinez kind of banged up right now, like I, I have more confidence in Steve Pierce, like staying in the game um, even deeper into this game. So, and we know like Wade Miley is just a gritted out guy. Like he's probably going to throw hundred pitches. So like Steve Pierce might get three at bats against him. So I, I like Steve Pierce at three K. I don't mind Xander. I don't mind uh, Chavez. Um, but yeah, I don't love the Red Sox in this spot. And then on the Houston side, you can try to figure out where the home run's going to come from. But I like Sale too much to to play any Houston bats here. Yeah, man. And I mean, I think you, I think you brought up a good point. We already know, uh, you know, Springer's possibly not going to be in the lineup. And like you said, if he's not in there, you know, that's one less power bat he'll have to deal with, and we'll probably get. Uh, maybe we'll get Bregman leading off if, if that's the case. Um, but, yeah, I, I still like Sale. I'm, I'm not going to play the Houston Bats. All right, we got New York at Kansas City. This is the one weather game that we're kind of worried about with the weather, so we'll have to see what Roth has to say. Um, it's going to be an opener of Chad Green, followed by Luis Sessa, uh, Jacob Junis on the other side. Um, any interest here in the Yankees situation? Um. Nah, not at all. Yeah, my biggest issue with like Sessa is four days ago he threw 46 pitches and two and a third. Um, I, I just think this is going to be more of, hey, can Green get us two? Can Sessa get us two to three? Can the bullpen continue to pick it up from there? So I'm going to pass on the situation unless we like hear something like Sessa's going to throw 70 pitches in this spot. Because um, he is 5,900 and he's facing the Royals, but... I just I'm not gonna touch this spot. And uh, Jacob Junis on the other side, the bright spots that he had, you know, when he got called up last season were were, were fine. But he's just not shown any ability to strike hitters out this season. So I'm gonna pass on him as well. Yeah, man, uh, I I can't play Junis. Uh, you know, if if you guys believe in hot streaks, the Yankees are hot as well. They just been covered up so much by Minnesota hitting bombs after bomb after bomb, but. The Yankees have been doing the same thing. I mean, I think Gary DeGolt has gone three or four games now with a home run. So is Glaber Torres. I think it's two. I think he's up to two or three. LeMahieu hit one. I, I think early today or yesterday. This team's been playing well, um, getting a little bit more healthy. Aaron Hicks is back. I I, I like the Yankees here today. Um, if, if if the weather pans out, I think they're a team that needs to be on your radar. Um, any interest in the Royals here? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind a few Royals either. I mean, I think you know how I feel about uh, Montessi, Gordon. Uh, Gordon's a guy I've just been playing, period. And he, he, he hasn't really let me down too much. He's always getting some points. Um, so I, I think, you know, Merrifield, Nicky Lopez, Montessi, Gordon, I think those would be the guys I would look at. Um, Solaire, O'Hearn, these guys, I mean – Honestly, I, I like the Royals today, especially if they're getting an extreme bullpen game. I mean, Chad Green's ex-fip is, is, is pretty far up there, so I, I, I don't hate that. Uh, Sessa has got the K rate, but his ex-fip is at a 4.2. So I, I wouldn't stack the Royals, but I, I, I wouldn't mind a one-off. Yeah, I'm probably not going to play Royals today. I just I respect that Yankees bullpen way too much. If I'm going to see the Yankees bullpen for four or five innings in this game, I'm going to – I'm going to take a hard pass and move on to Atlanta to St. Louis. Uh, nine and a half total, Fulton against Mikolas. 
Uh, Mikolas is a 150 favorite here. Do you have any interest in um, Fultonevich? I can't do it, man. Fulton. Uh, he's been – he's just – something's going on with him. Uh, something's yeah. wrong. Yeah. Um, Miles Mikolas on the other side of this game. Do you have any interest? So, I remember when I was talking about a guy that – that I felt like was cheap enough that I might be able to squeeze in there. He's one of them. And I'm not playing Miles Mikolas for 20 points. I'm playing him for 15 to 20 points. And I think today, I think he's in line for the win. I do think he could get three to five strikeouts. And if he keeps the ball on the ground enough through six, I think he'll be fine. He's gonna. He, he's he's not gonna walk too many guys because that's not a struggle of his. The only concern is how many hits are the Braves gonna get, and are they gonna run the pitch count up on him? If you think he can skate through six, pretty clean, give up one or two runs, four to five Ks, I think he's in line for the win. Mikolas is one of my favorites in this seven K range today for that reason. Fair enough. I have zero interest. This is my favorite game stack on the slate. It is very hot in St. Louis with the wind blowing out to left center. 87 degrees in St. Louis at first pitch. I can almost guarantee you guys, and I obviously it's not up yet, I can almost guarantee you that Kevin Ross Weather Edge tool is going to tell us this game is a game we need to stack. Um, and obviously, like we'll see in the morning when the tool gets updated and everything. But I'm telling you right now, Will, this is a game that I think it's just going to, like, anytime we start to see the weather get hot in St. Louis, like, it's just a spot we need to stack up. And Miles Mikolas has been decent this season. I completely understand everything you were saying. Braves started to hit the ball on the road trip. I think they keep it rolling going into the St. Louis game. Fulte's been broken. This St. Louis team has been crushing pitching. Um, this is just a spot that, like, I like everything in this game. Everything in this game. I will play everything in this game. The only thing that will make this game better than the weather and these two pitchers on the hill is if we get an extreme hitters umpire because Miles Mikolas likes to pound the outside corners, and if we get a really good umpire in this game, it's even better. Um, this is a game I'm going to stack. I'm telling you guys right now, I'll have at least one stack of this entire game. I'm going to have St. Louis stacks outside of that. They're one of my favorite stacks on the entire slate. I think Fulte's hurt. I think St. Louis, outside of potentially looking elsewhere, and, like, I think St. Louis is a team that could potentially score the most runs on this slate. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I I, I, I like the St. Louis Cardinals today. Uh, I'm sure Cheese will like the St. Louis Cardinals today, along with Matt Carpenter. And I, I'm sure – Mr. Van Zuden will be on board as well. Uh, uh, go Cardinals today for me uh, because I, I do like them for fantasy purposes. I'm telling you right now, this is just like the Cardinals are going to go off in the spot. And any anybody that has premium, when the Weather Edge tool gets updated, and um, I, I don't even know. I don't ever try to look at it the night before, and I don't even know if it's updated right now. But I can almost guarantee you that it's going to be – green 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 in this game um for everything outside of like era and stuff um i love this spot like uh, there's not a st louis bat that i won't play in the spot i really do think Fulty's broken so uh do you have anything to add or you want to move on here don't forget about my boy colton wong today 
That's fine. Play Colton Wong too. Um, he's gonna everybody everybody homers in this game. Let's just everybody everybody's hitting one. Stevie's giving us the winning formula. I'm telling you right now, this game's gonna go off. I love this game. Um, Baltimore, Colorado. John Means, Jeff Hoffman. No total in this one. Do you have any interest in John Means? No, not on this slate. Yeah, he's been really serviceable at times this season. Um, it's just. I don't think he's terrible. Uh, I just, you know, you worry about Desmond, you worry about story, you worry about those guys. Um, you know, the power righties here and being in cores, uh, the weather, it, it was like snowing. Like, did you see the picture of the Rockies? Like PR people like posted on Twitter, like the whole field was like full of snow, but like it's back in the seventies for this game. Like, you know, if this game was like 40 degrees, maybe I play means, but I'm going to pass on means. Um, any interest here in Hoffman? No, no interest in Hoffman either, man. Just just no. Yeah, like I didn't even realize like Hoffman was starting again. I, I know I guess he's getting called up for this game. Um he he's been a strikeout guy like in the triple triple A this season. Like his strikeouts are insane. He's at fifty Ks and like forty innings is what I saw earlier today. So mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just the Baltimore team stinks. I, I get it, but I can't even play a guy like Hoffman in cores but 6800 is not the worst thing if you think he's going to give up a couple home runs and get you know seven eight nine strikeouts like he there's a good chance he could potentially pay off this price tag yeah absolutely man um i just can't do it though yeah it would be i'd have to be mass multi-entering a large field tournament to do it but i'm just saying like i don't i, I could see him giving up a couple home runs and striking out eight um will baltimore bats what are we looking at here Man, um, God, I think you're looking at everybody. I don't like Baltimore. It's not a team that I like to play. Yes, Hoffman's been been good, but he's in Coors. VR, Wilkerson, Mancini, Dwight Smith. They're all in play, man, for, for, the, for the very reason that we're talking about. I mean, if he happens to leave one anywhere in the middle of the plate and they make good contact, it's gone. Uh, or, or it's going to be a a, a a a left field gap double or triple. So I I, I like this. I, I like Baltimore. You know I will not be playing them because they're priced up. They're not as expensive on FanDuel. They're all in uh, roughly in the 3K range, I think, outside of Mancini. Uh, but I, I'm only fading them because they're priced up, and, and I'm not playing bad teams priced up. But obviously they, they've got a shot to do some serious damage here. Yeah, like if I end up in the range of a Baltimore bat and it's a 1v1, like I always give the advantage to cores, but I, there's not like anybody like I'm going to go out and like I have to have this guy. Like, you know, Smith Jr. and, and Wilkerson have been the guys that have been hitting the ball well um, against right-handed pitching VR. But those are the guys that are priced up the most. So, uh, you know, if I end up in that range and I'm like, oh, I don't, you know, maybe I played this guy, but. I don't love Baltimore here. Um, I wish it was a lefty. You know, if it was a lefty, I'd play, you know, Nunez and uh, Aldoberto. But uh, as far as the Colorado bats go, you know, obviously Nolan Arenado, one of the best plays on the entire slate. It's a lefty. It's Coors. Um, he has a 444 ISO against left-handed pitching this season. I really like Desmond, too. He's starting to hit left-handed pitching like he did in the past. Um, so, Desmond Story Arenado would be the guys that I'd be looking at here. Um, Rogers, where he's cheap. Um, I think I saw him cheap over there on Fandle. 
Uh, that's kind of it for me as far as Colorado goes. But the righties are, for the Colorado Rockies are in, in, in a great spot here. Yeah, man. You, you're not going to think about a little bit of Mark Reynolds today? Nope. Oh, man. I, I like Mark Reynolds. I, th- I think he's still got a little bit of juice in the tank. I don't mind Reynolds just in general, but 4200 for Reynolds um, when Matt Carpenter is the same price. <laughs> you know, well, I'm going to, I'm going to play Matt Carpenter. Come on down. <laughs> yeah, I got you, man. I, I, I totally get it. I, I think, I think if you're stacking. Cole Schmidt's 4100 Like <laughs> I'm telling you, I love yeah, I St. Louis. You. I got you. <laughs> Goldsmith's 4100 Wow. Boom. Tell you guys who my cash game first baseman is today. It's Paul Goldschmidt. Um, <laughs> moving on. We got Seattle and Oakland. Wade LeBlanc against Daniel Magnin. Um, nine and a half total here. Magnin is a 174 favorite. Uh, zero respect from Vegas for Wade LeBlanc. Zero respect from Stevie uh, for Wade LeBlanc. I'm going to pass. That's a hard pass. That's a quick pass. That's a will no. Yeah. Uh, Wade LeBlanc, I'm with you. No. Um, any interest in Daniel Magnin on the other side of this game? Nah, can't play him. You'll, I'll talk about it in a second. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I, I hate playing pitchers against this team. Uh, Magnin has been decent this season in his two starts. He pitched really well against Detroit. Shocking. He is a right-handed pitcher, and he pitched well against Detroit. Good for him. Um, Seattle Bats, what are we looking at here for Seattle? Oh boy! Listen, man. I, this is a team that I've played. I, I don't like playing teams in Oakland. Like I hate it, man, because I feel like they don't score the runs that I'm expecting them to score. But man, we got Vogelbaum here that nobody's going to play today. I mean, he's going to get no ownerships. Wouldn't you agree that Vogelbaum is getting no ownership against Daniel Mainland today? I, I, I like Vogelbaum at fifty one hundred. I think he's a I think he's a perfect spin up to be contrarian play that no one will consider. A uh, guy that's just been crushing the baseball. Uh, I like he fought Jay Bruce at thirty nine hundred. I, I, I like him. These, these guys, man, they're, they're still pretty affordable. Domingo Santana's back down now at four K. I like these guys, man, and, and I don't. I just I just don't think they're going to get any traction. Because they're in Oakland, and I think you just try to hunt for a home run. And if I had to hunt for one, it'd be Mr. Daniel Vogelbaum. All right, um, the Oakland side of things. Um, let's look at the bats here for Oakland. Um, Chris Davis still kind of day to day. I just, um, yeah, you know, I I don't expect him in the lineup, but. Pinder, Chapman, Piscotti, Kana. Um, I don't like stacking Oakland at home, but I love stacking against Wade LeBlanc. Um, it's usually really fun. It's a really fun game. Like you stack against him and your team scores runs and you make money. Like it, it's really fun when that happens. Here we go. I'm tagged in. Here we go. I've been waiting to talk about Wade LeBlanc the whole show. You, you, you already know that I try to analyze these recent trends and I've actually got a little chart that I've got where I can kind of filter in and get it really quick without having to go through the full plate IQ. Can't tell you how I got that, listeners, but I, I have it. At any rate, I got a quick snapshot here, and here's the deal. 
Wade LeBlanc, last 30 days, fly ball rate is up 18.6%. That's astronomical. Line drive rate is up 4.1. Hard hit rate, Stevie, from the past 12 months, it's up 33.4% at 67.7%. Average uh, exit velocity is up 9.3 miles per hour. The hit distance is up 91 feet. The air distance is up 58 feet. The value hit, Stevie, the value hit is up 11%. The ideal hit is up 18.4%. The well hit percentage is up 19.4%. People are making contact an extra 17.2% of the time. He's getting behind in the count 6% of the time. And his swinging strike rate has pretty much uh, disappeared. It, it went from 9.4% to 2%. Wade LeBlanc is getting shelled. I'm going to have to stack the Oakland A's. Midnight Hammer coming through. Oakland A's, you heard it here first. So should I tell Will that he's only had one start in his last 30 days and that's why all the numbers are up and he got rocked by Minnesota because he was hurt? No. Okay, I won't tell Will. Um, We won't tell him, listeners. But um... We're good, man. Trust me. These numbers, one start, two starts, three starts. You guys know how I feel. Fulci's been going through the same thing, and he keeps getting destroyed. Don't fade the Oakland A's today. Listen, I'm with you. I love this, but it's it's just because Wade LeBlanc stinks. Like it, you didn't have to. You don't have to sell me on all the trends. Uh, Wade LeBlanc is a guy that gives up a ton of fly balls, a ton of hard contact, and you can't strike anybody out. Come on down, Oakland, um, <laughs> Texas, Texas at at Los Angeles facing the Angels. Let's hope the field. Does not get overwatered by the grounds crew because obviously that field cannot drain whatsoever. Drew Smiley, Griffin Canning, nine and a half total. Canning's a one sixty six favorite. Uh, any interest here in Drew Smiley? No. Yeah, I love I love lefties uh, against um, the Angels, but I I can't even my love for that um, cannot suppress Drew Smiley. Um, any interest here in Canning? I, I do have a little bit of interest in canning. I do. I don't like the price as much, but I, I, I definitely think he's in play. So when we look at this range, and I'm, I'm bringing this up for a reason, when we look at the brain range, I would definitely play canning over Eikhoff. I'd definitely play him over Anderson. I'd definitely play him over Mangdon, Fulte, Wade Miley. Then as I go up, we've got Lucchese. And I, I think I would feel okay playing him over Lucchese today. Because I feel like he has a, has more of a stable pitch count now, and, and what I mean by that is I don't think he'll end in the seventies. I think he'll end eighty five plus for sure. I, I think Cannon's in play. We know he's got some strikeout upside. He's been good. Twenty seven point six percent K rate on the season. The extra is at four point three four. But I, you know, I'm expecting him to give up a run or two, but I'm not expecting him to give up five. I think he strikes a few guys out. I like him in this spot. Yeah, the thing that I really like about Griffin Canning, and I talked about this when he was his first start and he got called up and stuff, is he has a strikeout pitch to both sides of the plate. And, you know, yeah. that's super huge when you're looking at, pro- like, prospects getting called up. Like, his curveball against lefties has a 50% whiff rate, and his slider against righties has a 56.8% whiff rate. Like, he has a strikeout to both sides. Now, will that number, will those numbers start to come down? Yes, those numbers will start to come down. It won't stay that high once teams start seeing him more and more. But he has a strikeout side, a pitch to both sides. Texas strikes out enough that you know that makes it worth looking at Canning. 
I'm not going to rule out building building like a Luke AC Canning team. Not going to rule out using oh, Canning. Um, so I, I do like Canning here. Um, I like the Good. strikeout upside. I, I still think that there's some downside. I think that the Angels ballpark is definitely playing more towards hitters this season than it has in the past with the moving of the walls and the removing of the walls and stuff like that. But um, looking at the Texas bats here, like Joey Gallo is always in play. Don't care. Um, don't care who the pitcher is. You know you're playing Gallo for one thing. He's either going to hit a home run or strike out, and I'm perfectly fine with doing that any day of the week. Um, what do you like here with Texas? Yeah, man. I, I, I'm with you on Gallo. I don't know why Hunter Pitts keeps hitting home runs, man. He, he just keeps doing it all the time. Uh, I, I don't think I'm going to play him here. I, I don't think today is the day. But if, if it's one thing that Canning is doing – He's given up a lot more hard contact to righties right now. And so – and a line drive rate, Stevie. This is something that I think we don't talk about. And I'm not saying me and you. I'm saying the industry. I don't think we emphasize it enough. This guy has a 22.6% line drive rate to righties right now and, and a 38.7% and, and a fly ball rate. He's given up 41.9% hard contact. I think Hunter Pence is in play, man. I think he could possibly hit a laser out out there and just send it right on, just right on over the over the over the fence. And uh, so, so Hunter Pence is my sneaky call for a home run play today. Um, the Angels bats. Uh, this team does not do well against left-handed pitching. I talk about it all the time, but you know, Drew Smiley is not your typical lefty. Three sixty-nine Woba, one ninety-eight ISO against righties. Um, ton of hard contact allowed to right-handed bats like it's a great spot for trout it's a great spot for trout <laughs> um hey, i think like you know i hate paying up for you now david fletcher's gonna troll you and crush this guy today you know that right listen i think fletcher's in play at 3600 batting lead off against drew smiley and i never play him uh the other guy okay. that is worth a mention just because of price is Zach Cozart. He's $2,300, and he's shortstop eligibility. Um, can't say I'm not rolling that one out either, Will. Um, uh, you know, just uh, like that price tag quite a bit to make everything work over there on DK. So, um, yeah, he's 2K on FanDuel. Yeah, so never, never issue doing that. But the righties are where I would target them, like, I don't even hate Albert Pujols in the spot. That's uh, that's like saying a lot. Saying a lot. Yeah, I, I'm getting excited here because listen, when, when we can get cheap bats against bad pitching, and we've got several spots that we can get this done with today: the Mets, the Angels. You know, there's left-handed pitching, and then there's Drew Smiley, and that's pretty much what what sums up this whole scenario. Listen, guys, just uh, uh, take a few Angels, especially Mike Trout. And I think you'll be fine. They should they should be able to handle Smiley in this spot. Arizona at San Francisco. Last game on the slate, seven and a half total. Robbie Ray, Drew Pomerantz. Uh, Robbie Ray is a one thirty favorite here. Um, if you are listening to the podcast early, go pound that. If you live in a state, uh, because San Francisco not very good against left-handed pitching this season. Um, Ray, like I said, way back when, when we were talking about like top pitchers on the slate, like Ray is one of my favorite plays on this slate. You know, you look at, he struggles with walks and yeah, the first three guys walk a bunch in this lineup, but the rest of them don't. 
Um, the rest of them strikeouts. This is not your typical Giants team from the past. There's strikeouts. There's not a lot of power. It's a great spot for Robbie Ray going into San Francisco. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I think Ray has an outstanding game today. Uh, I, I just, I just don't see a world where he doesn't get six to eight strikeouts minimum. And, and I'm not saying that to exaggerate. I mean, I, I think he'll pick up six to eight and five innings today. And for that reason, it, if he doesn't walk too many guys and he doesn't get hit a little bit, and by hit I mean, you know, have the ball get hit the center field and, you know, allow too many people on base. And he, if he can keep his pitch count intact through six, I think Robbie Ray's got a chance to not go the distance but to go seven or eight innings today and, and get you, you know, 10 to 12 Ks. He's just in a phenomenal spot. I, I think you need to play him. The, the other side of the coin, though, is when Robbie Ray is chalk, don't we just need to fade him? I don't think he's going to be chalk. It, it's a 14-game slate with five or six really top-end pitchers. I don't think he'll be chalk. Cool. cool. I, like, I, I worry about ownership when we're playing like six to ten-game slates, but on a 14-game yeah. slate, especially with cores, like I don't ever worry about ownership. I like... It's very rare that we see spots like 20, 30, 40% on, on 14 game slates. So, yeah. um, Drew Pomerantz on the other side of this game. At one point, Drew Pomerantz was really good. Um, I was super excited when he got signed by the Boston Red Sox. I'm not, I'm probably not going to play Pomerantz here. Um, he's like one of those guys that, like, I'm on the fence about because. You're not playing him, Stevie. Arizona's yeah. too good. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm not playing him. There's too much power in this lineup against left-handed pitching. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm not touching Drew, man. Um, I, I'd be I, – if man, I wish it was a better ballpark. But listen, I, I'm I'm probably one of the few guys – I'm not afraid to take chances in San Francisco with, with the right scenario. I don't think this is the complete right scenario, but I wouldn't mind taking a one-off – uh, with, with, with like a Christian Walker or Ketel Marte or Adam Jones, like I, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, you look at it, low K rates, high ISO. This is what this is the kind of stuff we need. I mean, and then, then especially at a spot like shortstop today, you got to think a guy like Nick Ahmed is just going to have zero ownership at 3,500. I like him a lot for 3,500. I've already talked about the fact that I think there's a possibility you may be able to put together a double ace lineup, and you got to find guys in that range to do it. Nick Ahmed is one of my favorites. Yeah, I love Nick Ahmed against left-handed pitching. Anybody that listened to the podcast last year, uh, we played him quite a bit uh, against lefties. Marte, Escobar, Adam Jones. Uh, if Vargas, Vargas hit leadoff against Eric Lauer on Wednesday. Um, he's really cheap. He's not a very good hitter, and I hate, like, bang playing guys that are not very good but he has a little bit of power upside against left-handed pitching um you know just looking at his contact rate and his iso numbers and stuff like that um i guess we talked about the arizona bats um any san francisco bats here no just zero today none at all yeah like i was looking at it and i i don't hate tyler austin as a one-off I, I will say that the guy that he's like strikeout home run type guy. Um, and I hate this ballpark and all that stuff, but um, he does hit home runs against lefties. I don't know if I want to do it um, against Robbie Ray, but if 
I end up in that range and it's not a Robbie Ray team, I'm not saying that I'm not going to have any exposure. So uh, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here for the weekend. Will, give me a pitcher under 8K to get six or more strikeouts today. Oh, man. Under 8K to get six or more. This is kind of a tough one today, but I think I'm going to stay on brand here, man. I, I'm not sure if he's actually going to make it, but give me Trent Thornton. He's the one guy I think has to had the potential to do it. Yeah. Um, I'm debating. I've been debating this. I, I had the kind of feeling that you were going to take Thornton. And I'm de- debating between McGowan and Jeff Hoffman. Um, <laughs> what a debate. I know, but I think I'm going to take McGowan. Gotcha. But I wouldn't be shocked if Jeff Hoffman strikes out like eight people today. I'm not, man. The more I think about it, the more I might have Jeff Hoffman on one team. Just one team. With his elite strikeout numbers in the minors this season and being in cores and having low ownership, I don't hate it. Uh, Over 8K to score under 15 points. Who's your bust pitcher of the day? Jared Eikhoff. Yeah, it was my guy too. I I had a feeling that we're going to be on the same page on that one. (laughs) Yeah. Um. You know what? I'm gonna go way up towards the top, and I don't know if he. I I would expect him to get over 15 in this game, but there's still zero chance I'm playing him today. So I'm gonna take him, and I hope my karma machine. Um. I'm gonna take Shane Bieber. Uh. Will give me a hitter over 4K to hit a home run. Who's your expensive home run today? Boy, oh boy, there are so many. I'm going to take my boy, Mr. Anthony Rendon. Anthony Rendon. All right. I'm going to take Marcelo Zuna. Um, shocking, I know. St. Louis bat. Again, I know you guys are shocked. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Who's your guy that you like to get two hits today? Man, here we go. Uh, don't fight me on this one, man. Uh, every single New York Mets bat. You gotta, you gotta pick one. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, give, give me Wilson. <laughs> give me, give me Wilson Ramos. <laughs> Wilson Ramos, thirty nine hundred. There you go. I'm gonna take Carlos Gomez from the Mets. That's why I made you pick one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take Gomez, thirty five hundred. I hope he's like batting like fifth. Uh, give me oh. a stack to score six or more runs today, Will. Well, th- this should be easy. Um, this is the team I talked about. In this bad environment, give me the Oakland A's. All right. Would it shock anybody if I say St. Louis? Nope. St. Louis is going to score 10 or more runs today. Not not just six. They're going for 10 or more. Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here for the weekend? No, man. Enjoy yourselves, and uh, let's keep having fun out here, man. And don't, don't beat yourself up if you have a rough week. There's another week on the horizon. That's right. Uh, if you guys want to check out the NASCAR package here at Roto-Grinders, it is rotogrinders.com slash NASCAR. We'll be at the race this weekend, the longest race of the season, 600 miles, 400 laps on an intermediate track. It is a very long race, starts in the daytime, ends at night, and a lot of fun, uh, some great information over there. So if you guys want to check that out, make sure you um, subscribe, and then you'll see me breaking down every driver on Saturday going to wrap it up here for the morning grind i hope everyone has an awesome weekend 
Um, and uh, we'll see you guys Monday. Um, 